0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of For Pete's Take. My name is Joey Peterson, and for today's episode, we're going to be covering something pretty major that happened yesterday on Rocky Top, and this, of course, is the firing of head coach Jeremy Pruitt and the retirement announcement of athletic director and former head coach Philip Fulmer. This will be a shorter episode. You can expect future episodes to cover a wider range of sports and topics, but this being my first one, I thought it'd be smart just to keep it to this one major event. Yesterday, around 11 a.m., it was announced that head coach Jerry Pruitt and the University of Tennessee would be parting ways. Now, let's look at why it happened. In mid-December, around the time that Tennessee was playing A&M, ESPN announced that Tennessee and head coach Jerry Pruitt were being investigated for possible recruiting violations. At this point, I wasn't really nervous about anything because... Head coaches tend to keep their hand clean, hands clean when it comes to recruiting violations, and I just assume that because Tennessee was such a big program with a lot of money that this was just kind of all going to blow over and we'd be at fall of next year saying, hey, remember eight months ago when we almost got busted for recruiting violations, but obviously that's not the point because they must have found something. Um, because it was announced that Coach Pruitt, along with Coach Niedermeyer and Coach Felton, all three of them were let go, and all three of them were head recruiters at Tennessee. Yesterday, on the Dan Patrick Show, Dan said this, I was told that there are a few things that are going on here, and I asked my source, how did they get these assistant head coaches on recruiting violations? And he said, well, they, meaning the coaches, put money into McDonald's bags and gave them, they gave them to the recruits when they came to campus. Some of the campus visits were not organized or they were not above board, but they were handing out cash. So you literally had bag men, and they put the cash in McDonald's bags and handed it to the recruits. My source said that they were so in your face with it. They weren't even trying to hide it. And that's where my source said Tennessee got sloppy. Georgia got sloppy, but there's been no word on the NCAA looking at Georgia. But Tennessee, they got sloppy, and they were handing out cash in McDonald's bags. Now, you can't believe everything you read or that you hear, and this hasn't been proven yet, but there seems no reason not to believe that this is true with the university at looking at possible level one violations, meaning the biggest form of punishment because they uh, went against the biggest rules set up for recruiting. So with this happening, this means that they now had cause to fire Pruitt and in turn did not have to buy him out of his huge contract that just got extended by two years, no longer than four months ago. This buyout would have been $12.8 million. So the university really... You could say dodged a bullet there. Now there's been a whole bunch of drama with Pruitt's lawyers saying that Tennessee plotted against him so they didn't have to buy him out. But when looking at yesterday when I found out, some of my first reactions were, I would say, angry. I was really upset because I had belief in Pruitt, as did the majority of people in Knoxville and Tennessee fans across the country a year ago. And I think that's the problem with Tennessee fans is they've had a history of being so wishy-washy with coaches and wishy-washy with the program. Because a year ago, after we went 8-5 and five, and after Tennessee beat Indiana in the bowl game, everybody thought that Pruitt was the messiah. <laughs> they were ready to crown him king of Knoxville. Everybody was saying Tennessee's back on the map. We're back. We're going to be on top of the SEC next year, the year after that. Pruitt's a man. This was the greatest hire ever by Philip Fulmer. Tennessee is back. It feels like 98. If all Twitter even posted 13 months ago, when it was the two year anniversary of hiring Coach Pruitt, they said, I can't believe it's already been two years and we're ready for more, Coach. So he had, he had praise and he had, he had everybody in the city of Knoxville thinking that he was the future, thinking that he was going to bring it back. And I, I too, believe that. I, I thought that he was a great coach, and I thought I had, he had the ability to turn this program around. Now, he wasn't perfect if you look back on some of his coaching mistakes across the year or across uh, his tenure here. Look back at BYU last year. It was the uh, year of 2019. It was the second game of the year, and there's 30 seconds left. BYU had about a third and 15 on the 10-yard line, they needed to go to the other side of the field just to get in field goal range because they were down three. Well, instead of playing cover four, uh, instead of calling a cover four coverage where there's four, uh, four safeties and defensive backs way back in the field and making sure nothing gets over the top, making sure nothing goes deep. It looks like they ran a cover two man, which is just two safeties deep. Everybody else is in man coverage. Now, why would you decide to do that? And I know Pruitt wasn't the defensive coordinator. I know he didn't call that play, but he's still the head coach. He saw that. I think it's it's on him. He should have known better to call that off and get into coverage where, where the deep ball is more secure. And then you look at this past season with how they handled the quarterback situation. I don't even want to get into Jarek Arantano, but after he was benched and they flip-flopped between Shroud and Bailey for the last three games, Bailey would go out there, he'd have three drives, and Shroud would come in for a quarter, and then Bailey would come in for five drives. It was just kind of a big mess, and and something that that didn't looked good, it didn't look good for him um when you have a young quarterback out there that's like Bailey especially a quarterback that you believe is future i think that you needed to let him get his whole this whole year under him let him start every game let him finish every game more importantly let him get out there let him get used to sec ball and if you're you're pulling him out then that just pulls out any chemistry he had with the team that pulls out um any 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 uh, momentum that he had any momentum that the offense had it just, it just messes everything up. When there's no consistency in an offense, it's hard for that offense to perform at a premier level every single game. Now, another reason that I'm upset about it is that I don't think this program needs another turnover. When you fire a head coach, that means most likely assistants go with him, and then now you're looking for just about new everything, looking for a new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, new positions coach. It just sets a program back so many years. And it sets it back even farther if this coaching turnover happens every few years. because it takes that about that amount of time for a coach to get his guys in there. His coaches in there, and more importantly, his players in there, and his system, his system to get, his players get used to the system. It takes a while to get that to happen, but if you're changing a coach before that ever even happens, then it's just the same cycle over and over and over again. And I thought he was on the right track. I really did. It looked like the players bought in after starting one and four last season, ending eight and five. You saw just a difference in that team. They loved playing for him. They really did. I, I think that everybody brought into what he was he was telling them. I mean, look at his recruiting classes. Uh, they landed eight, four, or five stars for this upcoming class in the span of two weeks. Now, you might say, well, that's because they were handing him McDonald's bags full of cash, and you might be right. Heck, if I was a four-star recruit and I went to Knoxville and got handed a McDonald's bag full of cash, I would probably play for Tennessee as well. But, regardless of all that, he was getting a lot of really good players, And, and whether it was legal or not, I don't know. But I thought that he was really on the right track, and and for the for the fourth reason I was angry is because I think we're gonna lose a lot of recruits and players. Now I have been surprised to see on social media tweets from players like Darrell Middleton or or Salter tweeting about writing it out, tweeting about their their mindset not changing, uh, tweeting about how they're locked in with this team, which is great. But those are just those are tweets, you know. They don't. They don't always reflect the truth. Those are just words. They don't always reflect how they're really feeling inside. Uh, and then you see tweets from players like Henry to O2O and Alante Taylor with pictures with Pruitt saying, That's my coach. Uh, that really scares me. Henry is a guy that has come into this program and, and has done a great deal for it. I could, You could easily say he's our best defensive player, maybe even our best player on the team. And he's a guy, in my opinion, who has no reason to stay now. He came to, to play for Coach Pruitt. Last week when it came out that Pruitt and uh, Coach Derek Ansley were, were flying to California to talk to to um, to talk to Henry when he was thinking possibly at that point last week about transferring, they sent Coach Pruitt because cause Henry loves him. Henry loves playing for him. And then the rumors died down, but now I don't see any reason why, why Henry will stay now, now that Pruitt's gone. I mean... I think Henry's possibly a first-round, second-round, third-round pick in the NFL draft. Why not go somewhere that isn't going to have to be set back a couple years? That why not go somewhere that might possibly not have any um, bowl restrictions or any scholarship restrictions to it? Why not go somewhere where you can play and start and be on a really, really good team and improve your draft stock? Um, I I think it's very likely that you'll see you'll see Henry transfer here, maybe maybe with him a lot of other big name players uh, about oh, two weeks ago Harrison Bailey's dad tweeted as much as we love Tennessee we came here to play for coach Pruitt period now Bailey as I said earlier was a guy who who sh- showed glimpses of the promise that we've been uh that we've all been um, talking about all been seeing but uh he's a guy that was a five-star on rivals and was expected to come in here and turn this program around and and if he leaves, then I mean that just that just does no good for this program. I know he didn't he didn't show that that he was capable of doing that, but you never know with with a full off season with with a team that maybe it was possible, maybe he could do that. Um, and it just really upsets me that I don't know if Pruitt got got all that he c- could out of this team. I mean, Jared Garantano was his quarterback for his entire tenure here, and. I mean, I bet Jared Garantano is, is a great person. I'm saying nothing about the person that he is, but I don't think he's a good football player in the slightest, and I don't think really anybody in the state of Tennessee thinks he's a good football player either. And I don't want to say he wasted away Jared Pruitt's career, but it's hard to win when you have a quarterback like that. That's the leader not only of the offense, but usually the leader of the whole team. And, and, and when you're getting 1,600 yards out of him a season, with with ten touchdowns and, and six interceptions, I mean that's about as middle of the pack average, if not below average, that you can get. That's not going to cut it in the SEC, and and it really kills me that that's all that we got to see Pruitt coach was Jared Arantano. Um, I wish he would have gotten a gotten to see a different quarterback, maybe a Josh Dobbs. He would have come earlier, but you know what? That's all. That's all said and done now, and and, and Jared's gone, and, and Jeremy's gone as well. Um, so now we need to look to the future and, and think of who we're going to hire. Um, and Dennis Dodd wrote an article for CBS Sports NCAA Football, um, and he kind of kind of said uh, these these five names: Kevin Steele, Hugh Freeze, Tom Herman, Jamie Chadwell, and Lane Kiffin. Now let's look at these uh, person by person, starting with Kevin Steele. When we hired Kevin Steele about a week and a half, two weeks ago, to be our defensive assistant, quote unquote, that's kind of why I started getting nervous. It seemed like, a, I mean, it seemed a good hire. Everybody was really excited about it, but when you hire that guy, um, it kind of showed that there might be expectations that Pruitt might be out soon, and and Kevin Steele has been named as our interim head coach, and so. Um, who knows if we're going to ride him into the season and, and and keep him in that head coaching spot? I don't think it would be super dumb to do that. I I think Kevin Steele has the possibility, has the ability to be a head coach in the NCAA. When we were looking for coaches back in 2017, before hiring Pruitt, Kevin Steele was or 2018, sorry, uh, Kevin Steele was a name that that was deep in that search um, before we went with Pruitt. Um, but when you look at, at Steele's resume, the only head coaching job he's had was at Baylor, and he went 9-36 and in his job at Baylor. Um, and That's his only head coaching job to date. And when you take a middle-tier Big 12 team and can't turn them into a powerhouse, I don't know how you can expect to take a middle-to-lower-tier SEC team and do the same thing. Now, that was 18 years ago, and since then, Steele's worked for Bobby Bowden, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Les Miles, Gus Malzahn. So it's easy to think that he's been much improved and could be capable of that. Um, but who knows? It's, de- it's definitely a risk. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was our head coach going into this next 2021 season. But at the same time, I would not be surprised if he wasn't. Now, speaking of middle-tier Big 12 teams, not being able to, to have success, let's look at Tom Herman. Um, he was just the coach of the Texas Longhorns. Just got fired um, about a month ago. And they could do worse than hiring a guy with a a uh, 70% winning percentage who hadn't lost in a bowl game. Um, but like I said, with Kevin Steele, he had a middle to upper tier Big 12 team. And he couldn't turn them into a powerhouse in the Big 12. I don't think you can expect him to do that in the SEC as well. And also, he just got a $15 million buyout from Texas. And so it's really unlikely to uh, to assume that he will... Take this job with Tennessee. I bet he'll he'll kind of sit this year out and just kind of <laughs> just hang out with all that money that he just got. Um, now next is is Hugh Freeze and this has been a name that's been bouncing around for a while. Um, it was rumored that Hugh Freeze was waiting for Tennessee to open up because it was number one on his list um, and and that he wants it. And, and Freeze did have a really impressive season at Liberty, um, but. I don't know if this is the smarter hire from ten- for Tennessee. Um, they just got rid of a lot of baggage when you when you fire a coach for recruiting violations. It's it's hard to, to imagine them going back to a coach like Hugh Freeze who has a lot of baggage with the SEC um, in his past. It's I don't know if that would be the smartest move for Tennessee to go to a guy who is who just his probation for Ole Miss just ended November thirtieth, twenty twenty, and so. It seems like Tennessee will want to stray away from guys um, who have kind of rougher pass and have uh, they kind of want a, a hire that looks good for the university, and I don't know if that's Hugh Freeze. Um, next is Jamie Chadwell. He's the Coastal Carolina coach, and something about him is he's proven that he can win big with less, um, which is probably what the Vols have to do these next couple of years. Um, but he is the coach for Coastal Carolina. Um, and that's just a lot different than being a coach for the Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, um, it's, it'd be SEC football, you know, and, and that's a lot different than in coaching at Coastal Carolina, and yes, he was impressive there, but it's hard to believe that he can come in here and, and, and do what he did there and do it here. Um, and then last is, is Lane Kiffin. And I don't know how real this is. I don't know how legit um, Kiffin with this job is. I know it's been rumored. Um, But it's funny because when he left Tennessee to go take that job at USC, the program has really been in a spiral. Ever since, uh, so it'd be it'd be really ironic and it'd be kind of like a fairy tale ending if the guy who put us down uh, take us took us out of the ashes with Lane Kiffin. And I think this would be a great hire. I would love it. Um, I don't know how realistic it is, honestly. He seems to be happy at Ole Miss. He seems to have their offense rolling. He seems to have some good players there. Uh, he seems to have some momentum there. And I don't know why he would leave that job to come take a job at Tennessee that's about to face a lot of. Um, punishment for recruiting violations—it just doesn't seem, uh, doesn't seem likely. And when I mean, you think about that, like who would want to come here? This is their eighth coach since 2008. They thought they had their guy with Kiffin, and then after that, they rushed the Dooley hire, which was a disaster. And then when that collapsed, Jim Cheney served as the interim for that year, and then they hired the atrocity that was Butch Jones, who kind of resembled Pruitt a lot with, um. People were all about Butch Jones for the first couple years. But then when he got fired, Brady Hoke was his interim, and then Jeremy Pruitt, the guy who was supposed to put the Vols back on the map. But really, if you think about it, who would would truly want to take on this challenge that is Tennessee football? Uh, I mean, it is a dumpster fire if you look at it now who knows what punishments that we're going to be seeing in the future who knows if it's loss of bowl games who knows if it's loss of scholarships it's gonna be hard to look at this job and and have it be a, as attractive as it was in years past I mean yes this is an SEC team with a lot of history and yes it is an SEC team but it's one that hasn't seen success in a while you you think you hear all this feeling like 98 feeling like 98. Um that was the last year that the Vols won a national championship. That was 23 years ago. It's been a long time and yes, there's been some success since then. I'm not saying that hasn't been all uh 3 and 7 seasons like it was this last year. But it hasn't been anything that any Vols fans want it to be and and it's a hard job. It'd be a hard turnaround and I can't see a coach like Lane Kiffin who seems happy at his job or a coach like Tom Herman, who seems confident in himself and and thinks that this job would probably be under him, I I don't see people like that taking this job. Um, and so going forward with this hire, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I don't think we've we've been out of Pruitt long enough to know. But I think that Tennessee just needs to take this day by day. Um, they need to they need to not rush this like they did with Derek Dooley and just waste another three years of this program. I think they need to take it day by day. Be smart, be methodical with it, and, and land on a guy who's who's passionate about this program and, and who's willing to come in here and put the work in to, to bring this team and this program out of the dumps that it is. Because this is, like I said earlier, a dumpster fire. Um, and we need a guy who's confident in himself, confident in everything that Tennessee has going for them, um, that he can not only get this team back to an 8-5 and five season like it was last year, but ultimately... Get him to the top of the SEC, at least the SEC East. You know that's all. That's all like fan, that fans are me. Uh, fans like me are wanting to see. Um, and so, who knows? what's gonna happen. It's about to be a crazy month for Vols fans. I'm excited to lock in um, and be keeping up with with Ho- coaching search and be keeping up with you guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. There will be new episodes every week covering Vol Hoops, Vol Football, Vol Baseball, NFL, NBA, MLB, anything that you guys can really think of. So thank you guys again so much for for tuning in and listening. You guys stay safe out there. and Go Vols.